Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new edition of the OPC Foundation podcast, the home of industrial interoperability. My name is Peter Seberg, and I'm your host. Today, we'll be talking to Frank Fengler from ABB in his role as chairperson of the group that has been in charge of putting together the process automation device information model about PADIM and the role OPCUA plays in it. Amongst other things, Frank will tell us what the process automation device information model is, how it was developed, what problem it solves, who benefits, and why they selected OPC UA as their base architecture. Okay, let's go for it. Hi, Frank. Thanks for joining. How are you? Thanks. I'm fine. Frank, please introduce yourself to our listeners. Where are you from? What is your role at ABB? What have you been doing before? And uh, what has been your and also ABB's involvement to date with OPC technology and the OPC Foundation? Yeah. Yes, as you said, I'm working for ABB. I'm based in Minden and live also in Minden. My role at ABB is I'm the head of cybersecurity for measurement and analytics. And before that, I was a long time head of device integration and have a lot of experience with field bus protocol, device integration technologies. And um, now my involvement in OPC technology and foundation is since the FDI standardization project was launched in 2007. So that was the first uh, point where I get got in contact with uh, OPC UA technology. Okay, and I guess we'll come to the Philcom group as well as maybe other organizations in a bit more detail later on. Let's move to our main topic, PADIM, or the Process Automation Device Information Model. What is PADIM? Can you maybe give us a first quick introduction? Yeah, in principle, you asked already or provided the input with your question. So it's an information model, and it's for process automation devices, like the name explains it, PADIM, Process Automation Device Information Model. And it's um, designed for pressure, temperature, flow level devices and valve positioners. Um, for these devices, uh, we have um, developed an information model with nested and hierarchical description of an asset. Asset is a device. And it includes identification, diagnostics uh, information, as well as the process signals and their configuration. Right. And the information model, you already said so, it's a hierarchical description. That means if I need a very specific uh, value, then I can kind of search for it. And also the other way around, if I receive a certain value like X23, I can go into the information model and rather quickly find out what it stands for, right? Exactly. And and that's uh, the purpose that we have standardized it so you know exactly where to look and how to find the information you search for. So when was the development started and um, why and how did it work? Yes, we started the uh, development in 2017 and there the Feedcom group uh, 
uh, initiated a joint working group together with the OPC Foundation. One of the first tasks was to analyze what is existing on the market, um, IIoT, Industry 4.0, Namur Open Architecture, Semantic Identifier, Namur Device Core Parameter, that were concepts which um, were um, on the market and the question was then um, to the working group to define a reference model for the integration uh, of process devices into IIoT and Industry 4.0 framework. We had a team of highly engaged Feedcom group members driven by key process automation vendors like ABB, Amazon, Siemens, ENH, Anderson Hauser, um, Joko Gaba, and uh, we worked in very close collaboration with end-user organization, end-user organization, in special the Namur. We had also questions concerning OPC foundation technology, and there we had very good uh, OPCF experts who helped us with deeper questions which we had concerning the OPC rail technology. You just uh, mentioned the uh, Philcom Group and also Namur. Um, uh, as I prepared for the interview, uh, I looked back in my notes and I saw that I uh, have been in a great position to be offering a presentation in 2014 to Namur. Uh, just for those uh, that are interested uh, listeners and maybe not directly out of the process world, can you give a very quick um, uh, introduction? What does the Fieldcom Group as well as Namur do? What is their role? So both are based in the field of process automation. Um, and um, the Namur is an end-user organization, so our customers uh, are organized within Namur, and Namur is concentrating on automation technologies to standardize, to formulate requirements from customers, and uh, mainly driven or started by chemical industry, petrochemical industries, but acting worldwide. So also known in, in China and uh, in, in US. Um, so that's the role of the Namur. So really our customers providing use cases and requirements. The Feedcom Group is an organization for the manufacturer, also worldwide organized and active in the area of process automation. Feedcom Group was formed uh, out of the former organizations for Hard Communication Foundation, uh, the Fieldbus Foundation, and also the FDI LLC. So that is Feedcom Group. Thank you for clarifying. What problem does PADIM solve? PADIM solves a number of, of problems. So data is lost in translation within the vertical communication between device and cloud. That is what is happening on the one hand side electronically. Information does not move through the layers. And on the other side also information is lost. So semantical information is lost in the translation because the meaning is misinterpreted. Also, PADIM removes barriers um, to information access that advances operational effectiveness and between process and IT teams. And by doing that, the convergence towards IP connectivity is, is one goal um, where P 
PLDIM shall provide the information model to, to speak one language, plant wide. Lost in translation, that's a wonderful description. I recall it's the name of a, uh, I believe, famous movie with uh, Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson. Uh, I guess where they kind of represent uh, the teams that you hear uh, talk about as the process and IT teams. So those of you that haven't seen it, uh, a nice movie. So who will benefit from the um, PADIM mostly? Of course, the customer. Customer user having seamless access to all device data. And that is a problem today that our customers would like to have more information from devices. And uh, PADIM provides access uh, to this uh, information by so that the customers do know what information is available where and what is the meaning behind it. Also, application vendors um, have then the advantage uh, who program application for customers, for our users, by having standardized interfaces. And the customer request has also maintenance personnel, and uh, they need to maintain devices. They have standardized device core parameter, so they know what is existing in uh, the device which is supporting PADIM. System supplier integrator have reduced integration effort as uh, set is standardized PADIM. And of course, last not not least, the device supplier can concentrate on common defined semantics. So they have not different semantic meaning by different protocols. That is also what happened in the past, um, and therefore PADIM provides a good basis with common semantics. Sounds great. Um, seems like all parties involved in process automation benefit by the new standard. Can you please describe the solution? Yes, it's a signal-centric model. That is the difference. Instead of a functional-centric model, which uh, mostly was used in the past, signal-central means a device, the device is an asset, has a set of signals. The signals represent a function, for example, process variables. And um, this you can imagine with a temperature transmitter, for example, you have a, as a device and the temperature transmitter can measure two temperatures, temperature one and temperature two. Then the transmitter is a device, the asset, and the two signals are temperature one, temperature two. This, all these parameters which are uh, available are also described with their semantic meaning by using the IEC 61987 common data dictionary. We um, developed this information model PADIM based on OPCUA part 100 for devices and we reused what was already defined in part 100 the interfaces for identification and diagnostics. Additionally, we invented two new interfaces, one for administration, where you find things like device reset and for the signals. So these are interfaces which can be reused also from other information models. In the first step, we fulfill the needs 
vom Namur Open Architecture oder in short NOAA for Monitoring and Optimization. That is part of the first release. It was a great overview, but also maybe a little bit um, complex still for me. Can you maybe go into one level of further detail and clarify what you mean by device and asset and signal? Yeah. So the device is a globally unique physical component defined by the manufacturer. And it's identified with a product instance URI, former called serial number. This product instance URI is often stamped on the outside of a device as a QR code. Now an asset ID is something the user can write. It's an alphanumeric character sequence, uniquely identifying the device within a plant. So the user, the customer is able to provide an identification for the device, for the asset. Additionally, we need identification for each of the signals and that is a signal tag. The signal tag is also a user-writable alphanumeric character sequence and it's uniquely identifying a measuring or control point. As said, a device can have several of the signals and then has several of signal tags. Thank you for clarifying. Now we'll get to the question of questions regarding OPC Way. So why did you select OPC Way as your underlying architecture? So Fieldcom Group did a market research and um, process automation protocols as such have limited reach across automation layers. So, and Feedcom Group uh, found out that OPC UA is used in IT application and the OPC UA model for PA devices uses the IT-OT integration barriers. That was one of the main reasons and additionally OPC UA benefits delivering modeling capabilities and has uh, integrated security by design. That were the reasons why we selected OPC UA. And when you talk about IT, then they would be the systems in, for example, the control room, I assume. And when you talk in this case about OT, they are the systems that are actually in the plant? Yes. So you, you have a border also to um, business management systems, SAP and so on. We need a seamless integration with all of them. So that's, that's mess. Very good. Or another way of saying, I assume, would be to talk about client service. So what would a PADIM client uh, need to support? So in, in general, uh, client and what need to support OPC UA functionality. So that is in general enough. But what is important as we use some new features of OPC UA functionality like alarms and conditions or multi-state dictionary entry discrete type or new variable types, uh, which we also developed, that uh, has to be, have to be also supported by uh, OPC UA clients. Very good. Now, how can those that will be using uh, the architecture know that it actually works correctly? Did you have some kind of proving? Yes, so what uh, Fieldcom Group does is verifying specification by implementation. 
And we have also shown first prototypes where at the Namur General Assembly in 2019. What about um, uh, future uh, activities? Can you support additional device types and uh, functions? Uh, and if so, which ones? Yes, um, there is already activities ongoing. Feedcom Group working together with Namua to develop use cases and requirements for Analyzer as a, one of the next steps. And in general, if additional functions, for example, parameters are required, important is to have a meaningful use case uh, which explains which parameter are needed and, and why. So that use case should come from a customer, from, from the user. And then this use cases or this uh, functionality can be added. Good. So that means that such a new use case from that moment on uh, will then be able to become used by all the parties that use the PADM. Exactly. So how do you ensure that the information models we talked about uh, in the beginning, that they will not deviate from the basics that have been defined in PADM? Yes, that's a good question. So Feedcom Group is therefore working to organize a joint PADIM initiative together with relevant organizations, for example, Namur, ZBI, PNO, ODVA, um, ISA 100, and to ensure that, that all work in the same direction, that not uh, any of these organizations re-event the wheel or do the same thing a little bit different. So therefore, it makes a lot of sense to, to work that together. Very good. Now, um, as I was in charge in the past for discrete and one or the other person will be listening in from the discrete manufacturing, uh, we always had the typical um, uh, difference between the two markets, discrete and process, that in the discrete market, a new factory would be put up and maybe four, five, six years later, uh, turn down and put up a new again, whereas Typically, uh, plants within process are being put up and stay 20, 30, maybe 40 years, correct? So, um, so brownfield, as it's being called, is a, is, a, is a big part. So how can brownfield plants then benefit from PADIM as well? Yeah. Um, yes, data of, of field bus devices, so like hard profibus uh, used uh, in, in, in many plants, can be mapped uh, to PADIM. And one possibility is to use FDI, field device integration, as it already supports an OPC UA server client architecture for, for installed uh, devices. In parallel to PADIM, the Fieldcom group developed a FDI mapping specification, which enables existing devices to provide the PADIM uh, information model via edge devices. Okay, we're getting to the end. Is there any development you have experienced lately or any activity that may come up or a final thought that you would like to share with our listeners? You just mentioned Akema, for example. Yes. Um, so there are a lot of things happening currently. One of them is uh, APL, Advanced Physical Layer, Ethernet-based two-wire uh, intrinsic safety. 
Very good, Frank. Thanks a lot for sharing your views as PADM chairperson on the role OPC Way plays in the process automation device information model. Uh, yeah, you just mentioned if you, dear listener, uh, want to learn more um, about PADM or maybe about other OPC Way companion specifications, other pieces of the OPC Way technology, or about the OPC Foundation. Uh, you may want to listen to the preceding OPC Foundation podcast editions or visit the website at opcfoundation.org. If you have a proposal for topics or are interested in appearing on the OPC Foundation podcast, uh, maybe you want to join us. Frank just suggested uh, the PEDM or uh, any other OPC UA companion specification working group. Or maybe you want to become a member of the OPC Foundation or otherwise please mail the OPC Foundation at office at opcfoundation.org. We'll put both the website URL and the mail address in the podcast notes. It was great to have you with us today. If you like what you heard, give us a thumbs up, spread the news. Looking forward to have you with us again. And Frank, thank you for having been my guest today. Yeah, Peter, thank you also to you and thanks for the good questions. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.